They can't do it. Welcome to the Finicky Podcast. That is your official sign that it is okay to start talking. We are here in the not-so-happy hour to talk about, or happy depending who you are, about Russell Wilson getting traded to the Denver Broncos for a litany of picks and people that no one previously understood existed outside of Noah Fant. Uh, I am with Ben Bliss, Andrew Lyle, Emily, my wife, her brother Sam, our infant child chap, and soon to be Andrew Bottom. And I, um, there too. I said Bliss. It was the first thing that Benjamin. No, Moose. Oh, Moose is here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Moose is here. With all, he's always been here. He just he doesn't give the takes you would think he would. And Andrew Bottom at some point. So everyone's chomping at the bit to talk about whether this trade, which included two first-round picks, I have to say it because you know someone in the league doesn't know, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, uh, Shelby Harris, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, all for Russell Wilson, and somehow randomly a fourth-round pick just thrown in there for good color. Um, All right, who wants to start? Was this trade a good idea? You do it. Who's what? You I do it. Did some for work. Wow, you go. Okay. I uh, I mean, listen. I will start off also by saying, hey Sam, I don't see you on the screen, but long time no see. Long time no see. Hopefully I see the thumb up and I love it. Uh, but thank you all for having me. Like uh, like usual. Um, I we talked on the pod many times this year about how something needed to happen. And this was kind of one of the things that we talked about was, do we get rid of Russ? Do we get rid of Pete? Do we keep him? Or do we get rid of them both? And ultimately it was, if we do anything, it's probably gonna be more like a rebuild situation. I mean, it stinks, but we all knew it was gonna stink. So I wanna be the optimistic Seahawk and say, you know what, it's a good thing. All uh, right. I did we got no offense and any number of Strange Broncos? No. <laughs> Drew Locke is the least exciting quarterback I think we could possibly get. Exciting he is. Skilled at football he is not. <laughs> I, he was what? The, he he did great at, where'd he go? Missouri? Somewhere he in the SEC? He did. And no one noticed, but he does rap on the sidelines. So. He does rap on, well. You got that? I, you sold me. Uh, honestly, I think. The Bobby Wagner thing, though we all knew that was coming, that felt a little more sad. That felt fine. like they were just putting that in there like, hey, while we're going to bum everyone out, also we just yeah. cut Bobby Wagner. Yeah. But I think it's a good thing. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let everything go with that. You know what? I'm, I think it's a good thing. I don't think it's a complete <clears> rebuild. <throat> all right. Well, we'll go into what the future may hold. Was this trade a good idea? Ben Bliss. Uh... I, well, because I don't, I don't believe Drew Locke is going to start a single game for the Seahawks. Did you guys see Sherman's predictions and how they've all come true in his no. next one? He's, I saw that Bobby Wagner posted that. I didn't go back to go see what his prophecies so were. He, 
he's two weeks ago he said we're going to trade Russ to Denver um, and drop Bobby Wagner. Both those came true, and then I think it was yesterday he was like, "Fear not, Seahawks fans. Uh, Drew Locke will not start a single game as a Seahawk. For you will get Deshaun Watson." And so, wow. pretty sure some of our picks and Noah Font will be a part of that trade. But I believe we'll get Deshaun Watson. We're not going to waste DK's best years. Uh, so no, I don't think it's rebuilding. I think it's more pending Deshaun's court cases how next season goes. Okay. Emily, good idea, bad idea. Sam, you can yell too. Um, good. This is unequivocally a good thing. There were nothing but bad things left with Russ, and this puts us in a really, really exciting place. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I'm giddy. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to hate on Russ anytime. You're gonna need to yell, Sam. I feel like it's you're beating a dead horse at this point. Uh, you just gotta move on. You know, everyone's saying it. Russell, he left mentally and he left emotionally, which breaks our hearts. But we got to get someone in who's going to throw bombs to DK. Yeah. We need we need a true yeah. American, first and foremost. And <laughs> we need someone who believes in mustaches. Someone who's going to throw bombs. I know. I like where this is going. You too. That's better right. than Deshaun Watson. Is I think where he's headed. But. Oh, I thought he was. I don't think Deshaun Watson has a mustache. I think he's probably thinking legally, more legally pending mustache. Legally pending <laughs> mustache. All right. Um, well, that's fine. Seems split across the board. Uh, I don't think Russ wanted to stay, so I think that this was the decision that had to be made. But whether this was a good idea or not, my analogy is if you've ever tried to open a jar and can't open it. And then someone's like, I got it. And you're like, you can't, it's an impossible jar. And then you hand the jar to someone else. You're secretly really hoping that they can't open that jar because you just said it's impossible. It's no good. We could not make it work with Russ, but now we're all holding our breath to make sure and hope that the Denver Broncos don't make it work with him. That's how I feel about it. I... Yeah. I think you're right. Um, with that... I think that analogy is a little bit flawed, though, because in your scenario, you've done all the legwork, loosening, and getting the jar ready for the next person. We took all of Russ's best ability from him, and he's on the decline now, like squarely on the decline. And so, like, the analogy is kind of opposite that way. We sold, In my opinion. You're thinking we sold a $4 jar and got 50 bucks for it. <laughs> He's definitely getting hurt. He's yeah. not making it through next season. He's definitely getting hurt. All right. So who won the trade? I believe I sent out options for who won the trade. A, Hawks. B, Broncos. C, Pete Carroll. D, Russ. Or E, other. You really could pick anyone. But I gave you some basic options. Uh, Lyle, what's your uh, nasty pick? I, I mean, there's, there's a few winners. Honestly, I think Pete won because if Russ stayed, I think Pete would have probably had to give up a little more autonomy, probably would have to give up more personnel, say. Um, I mean, I think the rest of the NFC West won a little bit. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I like that. Uh, granted, we, we, we're not really going to know until we figure out who we're going to have at quarterback because ultimately that's really what we're giving up. So if we get Deshaun Watson and he again is not as horrible or 
just found innocent of these things. Like he could be a great fit. And if he plays really well, we're got it. You know, if we get best case scenario, we get Gardner Minshew and he plays really well, then of course Hawks are going to win out of this, out of the trade. Uh, I think only time will tell, but I think right off the bat, the NFC West, the Rams and the Cardinals are just licking their chops now. And even the Niners and, uh, and, and Pete is probably like, all right, now he kind of has, he's back in the driver's seat. He gets to kind of steer the team where he wants to go. Benjamin Bliss. Uh, I like the NFC West has the winners. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Pete. But the thing is, like, there's, I don't know. It just, I think it depends what the next week or two holds. I mean, I, the thing is, like. You're saying it's early to call it. I think I don't think Russ was being fully utilized on our offense. I think did you read that thing? It was like Greg Olson went off about how our offense seemed antiquated and it was like just hadn't evolved to the modern NFL, whereas Russ was a modern NFL quarterback. Oh, and like you're saying this is our fault. I don't know if we like that. I'm, what I'm saying is, is I I uh, I don't know if I'm all in on Pete as I was on Russ's ability. Um, not even in on Pete Carroll. Oh my goodness! I don't know who. We, I mean, wh- who's to say? Like, I what do I think is going to happen? I think we're going to trade away a lot of what we just got for Deshaun Watson, and then he's going to come out guilty of everything, and we're going to be double fucked next year. No, there's <laughs> That's no way. There's no way anything would happen before the grand jury is tomorrow. And oh, so, yeah, that. so I think there will be a lot more clarity after that. But, yeah, there's no way we would get him and then right. lose him again because of that. That just – I don't – I did not – okay, I didn't realize it was tomorrow. I thought we were just kind of like, Pete's just assuming everything's fine. Always the optimist. <laughs> we go all in. Turns out. Always compete, everybody. <laughs> yeah, always compete. <laughs> and I mean, there still could be the civil suit at play, but tomorrow is the criminal component, and I feel like ninety-nine percent sure that that they will not indict him criminally. I, I, I don't think. I hope so because I remember that before all that went down, he was having like a banner season. Like you remember? Uh, oh, JJ thirty-three Watt, like, touchdowns, seven interceptions, yeah. and they won four games. But you remember J.J. Watt apologized to him for ruining yeah. the prime of his career? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it oh was incredible numbers. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. like, we're really sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I exactly. just wish they didn't trade all our best players. But thanks yeah. for making Brandon Cooks relevant. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, maybe there is an optimistic view of this. Maybe, maybe Pete. Maybe. Fair to remember that Dwayne Brown was his left tackle at the time and is now our left tackle. Uh, Emily, you seem like you have some perspective and facts about uh, Deshaun Watson. And so who won the trade? Um, well, I don't think it's zero sum. So I don't think it's necessarily fair to say any one of those options won. I think for the Hawks, Broncos, and Pete, it like remains to be seen. So at this point, I think definitely Russ. I feel like he kind of hoodwinked Denver into giving away the farm because we don't even know what his salary will be yet, right? Well, no, it'll it'll be what it is until they change it. But yeah, he's gonna get. But he's gonna get so much money, and I don't think he's going to net them any more wins than they otherwise would have had. And they've traded so many assets that really it's that same situation with the Texans, Larry Tunsil. Uh, the yeah, Broncos he, can't he afford got, to not pay him. They already gave away all the picks. 
he got the best best deal he possibly could have as close as possible to whatever his ideal was and yeah i think he he right now it's it looks like he won wow russell wilson won the trade all right i'm buying on that i was actually going to say russell wilson lost the trade because i was comparing it i don't know if you remember when it was russell wilson at the super bowl Sitting next to like uh, like the commissioner, watching Tom Brady win a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, and was like, "Yeah, I think I want this. I think I want to go to a team that wins Super Bowls." And like, I don't think that he got the Tom Brady deal. I don't think that he's gone to the Buccaneers or he's gone to the the Broncos, who are not the Buccaneers in any way, shape, or form. They're not in the same scenario, and they're in the toughest division in football now. But I think his yeah. ego is inflated enough that he thinks with the addition of him, mm. it will be. So he thinks that he's won the deal. <laughs> but I, yeah, I think in the end, <clears throat> who got the... The Seahawks did not give him the Brady deal because the Seahawks traded Russell Wilson. He did, Tom Brady just didn't resign and went got to go wherever he wanted. I think, honestly, I was going to give Bobby Wagner is the winner of this deal because Bobby Wagner was just set free. To go yeah. wherever he wants in the NFL. And I, how does he not improve any defense he touches? I, unless he goes somewhere in the Jags, in which then I don't understand what's happening, uh, Bobby Wagner wins the deal for me. That was my answer. Um, oh, but I was going to say, now just imagine this. The only way the Seahawks win this deal, everyone says Patrick Sertan, sure, that would have been cool. But if Drew Locke was <laughs> no. Gardner Minshew instead, which is equal draft capital. If Gardner Minshew, instead of Drew Locke, came in this draft package, we would be cheering <laughs> endlessly. We'd be like, yeah. they did it. Victory. We win. So that was that was my thing. I think we got close. We don't have to get Minshew. If we wanted Minshew, we could give him... I wonder I if you could it. send Drew Locke for Minshew. Maybe somewhere someone thinks that's an equal trade. I mean, draft capital-wise, it's a Drew Locke's worth more, but I don't know. All right, this is my favorite part. What's next? Uh, we, uh, I sent out three options. Uh, option A, run it back in 22 with either a big-time free agent trade or a top-10 draft pick. Or a big-time free agent, but those don't really exist. Uh, option B, rebuild... For the future, with the uh, same way we did Russell, a low time free agent, maybe a draft pick, a lower draft pick, um, or uh, yeah, and try to basically get Russell Wilson 2.0. Um, or option C, it's over, sell the franchise. I'm a Jaguars fan now. So, uh, Nasty Lyle, what do you think? Do we go for Deshaun Watson or spend the ninth overall pick on a quarterback and try to run it back? It's tough. <clears throat> and I mean, there were other glaring issues in our offense that need to be addressed first. I I don't know. I want him to because I want to win next year. Yeah. I want to win. So, yeah, I would like to see that. Um, knowing Pete, I think option B is probably what they're going to do. Even uh, with him being 70? Especially with him being 70. He looks young. Yeah, he keeps forgetting how old he is, so he's really just getting younger. Really, everyone was looking at Russell Wilson and like, he's got 10 more years because what Tom Brady did. But really, we're looking at Pete, we're like, he's got 10 more years. Look what Tom Brady did. What's the <laughs> oldest NFL coach? Well, Bill, age? 
Pete's the oldest right now. Yeah. And I don't like, know has that, there ever been who's been the one? oldest coach to ever coach in the NFL. It I was, mean, uh, the coach for the or no, the Giants. Coughlin? Sean Hammer was probably up there. Well, he went Dick to the Jags. He was like the GM in NFL history. All right, I'm looking it up. Oldest coach in NFL history. Shit, it's Pete Carroll. That cool. Wow. <laughs> oh no, that's oldest active. Okay, oldest. No. No, he's not, history. he's not older. Shanahan's father? Trying. Trying. It's not looking good, though. Uh, <laughs> Romeo Cronell. fuck is that? That can't be right. Oh, classic Romeo Cronell. <laughs> Romeo Cronell is 73 years old and was the interim coach for the Texans for a little bit. Uh... And then two other coaches were 70 at one point, like a long time ago, back when 70 was like close to death. But um, I guess my question was more like someone like what's the oldest coach who had coached for a while and then retired? Like, yeah, well, let's like, just put it safely this way. Um, nobody has ever started a, fr a new team at 70 years old. It <laughs> is are okay, a enough, building cycle until now, until now. He does um, yoga. All right, so, all right, Lyle, that's your what's next. Uh, Benjamin Bliss, what's your what's next? Uh, yeah, I mean, probably B, right? Like, that's kind of his thing. Is Do the, the same thing we did in 2012. Yeah, yeah, that's, I'm sure that's what he's thinking. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I'm also like... Like, I'm also having flashback when you get into the rebuilding void. Like, it could be like. Oh, 10 let me remind you of this. We sent, bullshit. I sent it earlier, but in case anyone doesn't read our text, we sent a second rounder. We swapped second rounders and sent a third rounder to sign Charlie Whitehurst. So yeah, that I was. Remember, so that's what I'm talking about. And you, I remember you had the jersey and the hair when we used to go to backstage. So oh. <laughs> I am, I am kind of like, fuck it. I'm like burn it all down. I'm a, I just 10 years of like four win seasons and no playoff appearances. I'm the only silver lining I can't even fucking do anymore because the silver lining to those years was spending all day at an empty backstage bar drinking pretty much for free with like 10 other people. So, like, you also got Marshawn Lynch around that time too, right. which True. was kind of a wild card that turned out to be lightning in a bottle as well. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think rebuilding, I think it's going to be, who knows? I'm just well, depressed. Ben, you seem super stoked for the rebuild. Uh, Emily, what would you like to see happen? Um, I think option A, I feel like I have really strong Deshaun Watson vibes. Um, I like him personally. Uh, He's a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> um, some some people would say that some people would say that maybe it's not at the forefront of the news cycle right now but some people would say that That's true. Um, it feels like there's 22 people not saying that right now <laughs> <laughs> um, no I have strong Deshaun Watson vibes and yeah I think next season is going to be just as good as this past season was, if not better. It's not going to be worse, I don't think. So nobody picked um, spend the ninth overall pick on a quarterback. Um, 
I will agree. It is notable the last time the Seahawks had a top 10 pick was 2010, which for those not paying attention was a while ago. Um, Sam, what do you want to do? See, I don't think that we're in like a total rebuilding phase. I think total rebuilding would be ludicrous. I think we're in like a like a patch it up phase. I think we're gonna try and find something that works for the interim period, right? And then we'll find something solid, right? That's like the uh, her cheerleading days, right? At the end of the the poopy era, right before we found Russ and B Wags. So I think we're trying to find something that, that fits us for right now. But at the end of the day, I'm calling it. Here's my prediction. By 2024, 20, we're going to have an All-American named Gardner Minshew okay. Love it. running the team, <laughs> right, under Pete Carroll being 73. And we're just <laughs> – he's throwing bombs. Honestly, the Gardner Minshew Band-Aid and third-round draft pick seems kind of like the – that everybody wins model, Dude, um, except maybe the Seahawks. We might actually lose a lot of games, <laughs> but like the like the mind game. Oh, we've got Andrew Bottom. He's coming in hot. That's actually perfect because I have a meeting at four. No, you don't. You'd even mention that. You haven't listened to Andrew Bottom talk about how we're gonna get Mariota. I'll uh, I'll go on mute and I might have to hop off. But yeah. Okay. Sorry. Fine. Hi, and yes, Andrew Bottom wearing a WSU presumably basketball shirt. <laughs> oh, and now we got the two right. guys. Oh, okay, so Andrew Bottom, go. you've missed the first three, two chapters of this, but we're at the what's next phase Ooh. of the podcast where we are figuring out what what's next for the Hawks. So, Andrew, uh, just now you can say all the stuff you want to say about Marcus Mariota. Uh, so, I will admit, Julian sent me a long text that had a lot of stats in it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not read any of it besides Emily, this is why I don't help them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about Marcus Mariota. No, I figured you would. Um, or I mean, Marcus Mariota was a duck, Julian. He was never a beaver. I don't know why you always thought that I. But was he was Hawaiian. That's you right. No, we anyone. watched him play the championship game in like what, like 2015 or it 2016 or something earlier. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought you liked Mariota for some reason because he was Hawaiian, and I don't know. I thought that was your thing. So, okay. Um, if you don't want Mariota, then, uh, I mean, we're not going to go any other Oregon State quarterbacks. Um, what you, Your expertise here is, Andrew Bottom, is Jody Allen, who uh, is now the owner of the Seahawks and the Blazers. And while the, all the rest of us don't really pay attention to the Blazers, you do. So based on her actions – with the Blazers, getting rid of C.J. McCollum, getting rid of a lot of other people, and maybe keeping Dame Lillard. What do you think is going to happen with the Seattle Seahawks? So, J.A., Jody Allen, as I like to call her, J.A. Yeah, wow, uh, okay. Yeah. We're, we're on pretty close. We used to be on first-name basis. Um, <laughs> it's been a little rough around the, uh, the Oregon um, you know, territory, uh, the uh, frontier uh, the last uh, year. Um, <laughs> you know, the Oregon Trail. It's okay. Anyways, um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I was very uh, confused by what her moves were for getting rid of McCollum for not really much of anything. Rid of Rocco, Rocco and, um, God, who was our other start? We got rid of four starters 
and didn't get any real substantial package in, in return, um, which was very interesting. Although I will say our starting lineup includes an Oregon State Beaver and a Washington State Coug in it, um, which, you know, knowing our basketball talents in Pac-12. So outside kind of, of, like, of Jody selling all of our most valuable assets for people that just played locally, do you yeah. think that she is rebuilt? Lyle seems not a, not totally Minshew. against Minshew. this. Minshew. That's her so, so that, that God, that. how did I not think that this entire pod would add with end with everyone just screaming Minshew? <laughs> so, Minshew. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I was gonna say right. it does kind of lend to the, the idea that she might try to get some more locals. Hey, uh, get out of here, Bliss. On the team, um, I also it seems like a very similar, if I'm honest, a very similar um, strategy where she tried to stay cap space with the Blazers. Just did it overall. It seems like there's a cap space situation with Russell having a huge contract. I hope she hasn't. And Wagner left. I don't know. I didn't look into that much. Saved but, uh, $16 million by cutting Wagner. And I guess we so, do have a replacement in-house. So the question is really, is she just worried about inflation and, you know, the, the <laughs> war going on in Ukraine right now? And she's trying to save all her money, taking it, you know, out of, uh, you know, the stock in these players, as you would say, versus the stock market. Um or does she have a real plan? On the Blazers' end, I am very concerned. We yeah, have do you see the clear plan with the Blazers? I don't see any clear plan for the Blazers at that's all. Not, that's because I think what have Seahawks fans are doing right now is they're waiting to see the plan. And yeah. if Jody doesn't have a plan with the, the Blazers, the, 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 what's the to say we're going to get that with the Seahawks? The plan for the Blazers, and this really hurts my heart, is literally to tank this year. And I and I and I and normally they say, oh, is the team gonna tank or try to tank or I'm not sure. They're literally playing people that are all bench warmers as their starters. And they got rid of four of their five starters. And Dame's out for the team. season. Yeah, Dame's out probably for the season, or they're gonna keep him out for the season. Nurk, I don't know if he's injured, but he's not even playing right now. So you know, besides Anthony Simons, who's, you know, showing that he's a good, he'll, he'll maybe a good CJ. She's playing the young rookies and she's giving them yeah. experience, but losing and tanking in the Jackson. NBA is not the same as tanking in the NFL, but all right. That's Just a lot. A quick question. So what, what percentage of Jody Allen versus Pete Carroll goes into the decision-making calculus? Like, good question. Like, does any, it's probably not the same for every franchise. Like, probably no one knows totally. But, like, generally, if you were to guess, like, who do you think has more power? Whoa, well, Jody has the most. Or more say over, like, tangible plans, I guess. Fair to say, Paul Allen had a solid amount of input, but then slowly let go as for one reason or another. Maybe health, maybe just because the team was winning. But when it came to building, the franchise, Paul Allen was all over it. He's huh. the one who brought in Pete. He's the one who brought in Schneider. Hmm. He's the one who pushed for Matt, you know, everything. So, great, awesome, but, like, we don't really know. We don't really know about Jody, and hmm. we're starting to find out. A lot of rumors is that she doesn't want to be an owner. She could be pushing to sell. Maybe that's based on fear. Hmm. Crazy conspiracy theory. Paul Allen, R.I.P., I think that Paul Allen nope. left a list of instruction okay. what to do <laughs> for like certain scenarios. All right. We didn't win. 
Russ got hurt. All right. He came back a little wimpy. So every time something happens, she just unravels a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say it like that, you make me sound crazy. But yeah, basically. Oh, I'm sorry. Opens up a Microsoft Word document. All right. Um, yeah. okay, okay. So bottom, I'm glad you're here. I needed your input. This is what I am afraid of. I'm going to talk about what I'm afraid of, and I'm going to talk sure. about what I'm optimistic about. Let me tell you all real quick. Julian usually calls me every Wednesday night to tell me his his fears and hopes. So this is like this a is every week. You guys are just a part of it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My fear is that no Watson. This is a farewell tour with Pete and Schneider, because they bet the house when they traded Jamal and they lost. You can't bring in a coach to be a part of the stripping down to the bare bones so you keep the dudes you already have on contract knowing you're going to fire them in a year or two anyway they're cleaning the slate so that whoever comes in to be the next highly regarded coach has complete control doesn't have any existing large contracts can do whatever they want with draft picks and with a full 200 million dollar cap or whatever and maybe selling the team because those two things, lots of draft picks, lots of draft capital and lots of cap space make for a very uh, tantalizing uh, for both a coach and for a buyer. Not to mention a buyer also likes to pick their own coach. Look at what happened with the Panthers. Uh, so that so is my fear. I, it's up to you, Andrew Bottom, to tell me that that's not happening. Well, the, the only thing I would say, at least from, from actual events that have happened with the Blazers, is they brought in a coach and then stripped everything down and basically set him up to fail in his first year. Oh, so they're definitely not firing that guy in a year or two and then selling the franchise. I don't, they're not, they're not selling the Jailblazers. That's not going to happen. You said it like they can't get any money for it. <laughs> <laughs> they would sell, never the sell the Blazers to who? The Jailblazers are not... The Supersonics, okay? They would oh, not get you know? <laughs> That's too far, Andrew Bottom. Too close. All right. No, but, 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 I, but I think one thing, to, one difference, and I don't know actually the name of this person for the Seahawks, the Blazers general manager created a very toxic work Schneider. environment. So, so they, they got rid of him, and that was also part of this probably rebuild. So the Seahawks, I don't know how Schneider is, but hopefully he's a nice gentleman who is not causing, you know, a lot of scandals within the organization. He's a highly regarded individual who has missed on several drafts and <laughs> traded several first-round picks for Jamal Adams, who right now you could not fetch a third-round pick for. So you could – and the, uh, just lost his franchise quarterback. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's something I can't get out of my mind. My positive optimistic take – is with, and maybe this because I live with her, is agreeing with Emily that Deshaun Watson is an upgrade from Russell Wilson, is available, and that we now have the draft capital to acquire. I'm really surprised to hear you admit that. I know. I never thought I would hear that. It's agreed. I A part of me says, but then why did you get rid of Bobby? But cap space, and we, we have an in-house replacement. We've had an in-house replacement the two leading tacklers in the NFL were on the same team this year, and it was Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks. So you can spare Bobby. Bob, uh, Bob even had 170 tackles through 16 games, did not play in the final game. That's true. And he still had 170. 
But Cody Barton has been on the team for a long time. He's a second-round pick. He's highly valued, and this is his last year. They're gonna. They, we have the linebackers to play without Bobby Wagner. So they did it. It sucks, but it's actually a great move for Bobby Wagner because he wasn't going to get another contract uh, with the Seahawks. So I get it. That's my, that's my answer. In the end, there's absolutely no reason to not get Watson. If we don't, then, then I'm going to start going all conspiracy theory. Lyle? I'm, gu- I'm guessing it's a Minshew starter, Ma- Sean Mannion backup quarterback okay. uh, situation. Half so. of that I can buy. <laughs> <laughs> if, if the future solution of the Seattle Seahawks rhymes with Sean Mannion, I'm going to have a tough time sleeping at night. I am curious about this. You say there's no reason not to get Watson, and I feel like when we first started talking about it, you were like iffy because of all the allegations. Like that's to some people a reason not to get him. Like, do you would you anticipate a lot of blowback from nobody wanted Frank Clark because of allegations? No one wanted Kareem Hunt because of allegations. No one wanted, yeah, but those more auxiliary players are different than a quarterback who is like ostensibly the team captain. That's true. And in Seattle, I think the city also plays a little bit into that. Yeah, it's true. I if there is a chance that it's not even an option, maybe. But I'm looking at it from a Schneider scenario where are you going to bet, which is at this point, their career. Like, there is no more flexibility. Like, there's no more gimmies for Pete Carroll and John Schneider. What they do with this cap and these picks is going to decide whether they get to keep their jobs or not. So... Jordan Davis? You're going to spend it on a 4-8 running defensive tackle? Maybe. That's true, maybe, but I think it's more likely that you you draft defense and you take a sure thing at quarterback because if you spend the top 10 pick, the first one you've had in over a decade, on a quarterback in a class that everyone has decided is not the class to pick a quarterback in, um, yeah, I think you're kind of quitting your job. That's the way I see it, but we'll see. So I read something recently that was like along the lines of wherever Deshaun Watson goes, the team has to have like a strong enough reputation with the head coach, good, good public facing communication, front office and like just general organization infrastructure to withstand all the blowback that they will inevitably get because he's such a controversial character and I feel like of all the teams the Seahawks have like the most goodwill I feel like we're known for being a very upstanding organization and so to me that makes me think like oh yeah he'll definitely come to our team peak and sell it is what you're saying peak yeah. and spin it peak yeah, and sell it. He's, for sure. he's all about the reclamation projects he's all about second chances it's not a bad take well in a way, I'm going to defend Deshaun Watson here because the only, like, if you paid attention to, like, the actual case itself, they first tried to, like, say, uh, so the the lawyers of the plaintiffs went to Deshaun Watson and his lawyer and said, tried to settle it with money, first off, instead of taking it to court. That I, I feel like that is uh, a screaming banner that says, you are innocent. So I'm gonna decide with Deshaun Watson here and say that like he, in throughout his call, collegiate and professional career thus far, no problems, upstanding character, 
I bet he pays his taxes. <laughs> I would I, I would and hope I he pays he his taxes. I, so, I think a requirement of the Seattle Seahawks is to show your tax return. I think that <laughs> is so you're saying not only do the Seahawks need to trade for Deshaun Watson, they need to save Deshaun Watson. <laughs> this is a rescue mission. All right. Well, can I throw another quarterback out real quick? I, I feel like did it go to Oregon State? <laughs> no, he didn't. I, I'm wondering, in all honesty, is there a thought that Kyler Murray would leave? The Cardinals. Is that? I mean, no, they can't. They absolutely can't for a lot of reasons, mainly because similar, you know, you have to remember right now we're looking at Schneider and Pete Carroll and like, this is it, man. You've screwed up too big. One more mess up and you're out of here. They drafted Josh Rosen with the sixth overall pick. And then the next year drafted Kyler Murray with the first overall pick. They don't have the luxury of admitting that Kyler Murray isn't their guy. Kyler Murray is their guy until those two get fired and they just got extended. So it's it. Kyler Murray is there. He can't go anywhere else. The only reason Cliff was hired is so they could draft Kyler Murray. It would boggle the mind beyond reason. So do we try and make a play for Josh Rosen? That I don't think that plays out well for us or anyone. Well, everyone else. It plays out well for everyone else. But I enjoy the creativity. Hey, just spitball. Now, I have a question. All right. I mean, we did have Russ. We, I mean, it's easy to think if we put a quarterback in there and they're as good as Russ, we'll win. We weren't winning. We do we still need to address the issues with running back health and the, ru- the reasons? And I, health and it seems egotistical to say this, but a lot of the issues that could have been Russ related, Shane Waldron, and all of the offensive coordinators we brought in to change Russ never changed anything because Russell Wilson has been running the same offense since college. He does not see 10 yards down the middle of the field. He throws it to the edges. Uh, it's almost like now that he's gone, you're starting to see the light. Welcome to the Russell Wilson hate club. He also was one of the most successful quarterbacks in the past 10 did, years and was better at what did, he does than anybody else. For the first seven or eight years of his career. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Russell Wilson leaving just save a marriage, guys? Watch <laughs> <laughs> wasn't Moose. It wasn't Chap. <laughs> And then the next buzz about how Moose saved our marriage. All right, so <laughs> what I'm saying is now Shane Waldron is a desirable offensive coordinator. We stole him from the Rams, and getting a different quarterback in, it's worth seeing what we've got as is, unless we're stripping the entire franchise to the bones and selling it to the highest bidder. Then, yes, Deshaun Watson or our Gardner Minshew will be able to make passes that Russell Wilson – did not, and that maybe Shane Waldron would have preferred it that way. So you could also say that maybe the Seahawks picked their offensive coordinator over their quarterback. It's it's arguable. Okay. I think it's just, is it not reasonable to want a quarterback who could just throw bombs down the middle of a field to a freak athlete? It's true. And we do have a freak athlete. I think that's also the franchise. I mean, we didn't have a choice. We had to get rid of Russell Wilson. But now that we have, we are who, are, who are our pillars? And on offense, 
it is DK Metcalf. He's the young rising star of our entire team, unless we give a good amount of money to Rashad Penny. But um, all right, uh, we are at the end of the podcast. And so with that, I'm going to give one minute to Aunt Lyle and Bottom to tell us, oh, all the things that they want to say in one minute about closing arguments. Russell Wilson, he's gone. What do you have to say? I'll jump in there here. Uh, are, now, is this like a versus? Like a, a you have that sort of thing? One minute. So you have 30 seconds. He has 30 seconds. Just, just say it now. Okay. I, honestly, I think Emily is right. I think this is going to be a good thing. Uh, I just think it's basically all of those little things that we didn't like about Russ, those little changes that we thought, oh, my God, if you would just do this. Now we're just sort of forced to. And it could end up biting us in the ass and forcing us into years of rebuild. But what it might actually do is just allow us the opportunity to grow organically without Russ. Uh, And if DK is, if we can hang on to him and make that man happy and throw him bombs, as Sam was pointing out earlier, I, I honestly don't think, like, there is, I mean, an honest conversation about us going to the Super Bowl within two, three years. Okay, bottom. it's your turn. You have 10 seconds. All I'm going to say is if Russell just handed the ball off to Marshawn, oh, none of this Christ. ever would happen. <laughs> <laughs> it never would happen. However, you and everyone else, bottom. <laughs> I, I, w- I would throw out, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe Warren Moon comes back. Maybe we get Matt Hasselback. I don't know. But I do think... From knowing the the Jody Allen plan for the Trailblazers, I feel like next year is going to be a rebuild. But maybe we'll get some foundation to you know build into the future. It's a team we're really proud of. You know, we feel like we're a part of it from the ground up. Oh, okay. we feel you know a little bit a little bit more about every win that we get. You know, we don't take it for granted any longer. That's it. That's so. the Finicky Podcast. And good night. Thanks, gentlemen. Woo! That's a nice little fire you guys got going. I mean, not real, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta stop recording.